that's happening that's trying to uh stop this truth man but you can't stop it the bible says that the word of yahweh would not return void so let's get the scriptures and um as you can see on the um the video uh feed it says test i was actually testing out this uh you know this background and everything like that before i um you know did this broadcast so here we go this is in the book of second peter chapter two and we'll uh, actually start at um <clears throat> verse four and it reads for yahweh spared not the angels that sin but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved into judgment and spared not the old world but saved noah the eighth person a preacher of righteousness so uh, noah was a, a preacher of righteousness i did a broadcast a while back because in the scriptures it don't exactly say that noah was preaching uh for so many years uh to uh that generation that was about to pass away but nonetheless this scripture tells us that noah was a preacher of righteousness and the bible tells us that the heavenly father changed not so whenever there's calamity or you know or future calamity the lord will always send out his prophets so noah was a prophet in his day he was a preacher of righteousness and so he was warning those wicked people the same way that the man of the Lord is warning not only the Israelites, but uh, warning the nations of Yahweh's uh, wrath and judgment upon the wicked. It says, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. It says, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow. So just like you had the flood that brought a judgment, great judgment and calamity, the same thing that happened with Sodom and Gomorrah, all those wicked hermetic cities and America, which is likened spiritually to uh, spiritual Egypt and spiritual Sodom is going to meet that same judgment when the Lord brings forth his wrath. It says making them an example until those that after should live ungodly because the lord he makes examples out of the wicked it says and delivered uh, just lot and <clears throat> lot uh was the uh was a righteous man who was living uh in the midst of those uh wicked cities see lot was a just man and he lived in sodom and the lord spared a uh, lot in his household but you had people in his household that they didn't believe him and then his wife her heart was turned from the lord and she looked back and she turned and she was turned into a pillar of salt it says and delivered just lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked so we're vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked you know just hearing that that clip and how they're pushing a wicked satanic agenda to what to destroy the households to destroy the family structure the heavenly father's first uh commandment uh to the uh to the inhabitants of the earth is to what to be fruitful and multiply 
So the wicked, they want to uh, actually uh, reverse that. They, they want to depopulate and they want to uh, blend or merge the genders. So there's no longer a, a man or a woman. That's why they're using the word gender fluid. Because people, they can pretty much uh, say uh, what gender that they uh, profess to be. When it's already a set from the Heavenly Father who that uh, person uh, would be and what, what gender they would um, come to this earth, you know. So Lot was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. So you know that Lot was enduring a lot of, um, of just hearing vile, filthy stuff. You know, you brothers, you sisters out there, you're, you're, you're uh, vexed as well because you, you have to uh, be around these wicked people. That's why a lot of uh, brothers and sisters are in that frame of mind, as the scriptures tell us, come out of her, come out of her spiritually. But the Lord, he's making a separation. See, whenever there's judgment, whenever there's, um, you know, when the Lord gets uh, physical, you know, he, he, he will send his prophets first to rebuke, you know, his people and the nations. But then the Lord, he gets physical. So with, within that time period, the Lord makes a separation. And that's why a lot of our people, they're realizing that they can't be around these people. They, they you know, so I, I, uh, I encourage and I appreciate brothers and sisters that build homesteads, you know, because what we're doing, um, you know, or our mindset, because, you know, some of us is working towards building a homestead. And then you got other brothers and sisters out there that are actually living in homesteads or they're living in communities. The Lord, he's going to he's going to make a separation and, he, and he's doing it. Because the, the thing about it is, yeah, you being in a homestead ain't going to save you. But nonetheless, the Lord told us to come out of her spiritually first. But when the Lord started judging these people, you, you, you can't be around that. That's why the Lord uh, took a side lot, had the angels uh, come to him directly and tell him, look, y'all need to get up out of here. Because the Lord sent those angels to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So the Lord, he's not playing. You know, he's not playing. And, and when his wrath is upon his people, it's, it's not going to be anything nice. You know, so just being in a, an environment where you don't have to be around these people. And, and the less you have to interact with them, uh, the better. And you can see that they don't really want us uh, to return to our old ways. They don't want us to uh, live set apart. And we can't pick and choose the scriptures, man. The Lord told us these things, so we have to do our best to be obedient. You know, yes, we're, we're uh, limited with resources. But nonetheless, the Lord uh, is going to move uh, um a particular brother or even some of you sisters out there to have that mindset and to get back to the ancient ways of life. 
and one of the ancient ways of life that that's really uh, a hot topic now is polygyny. You know, a lot of a lot of westernized women and even westernized men they have a they have a problem with that mindset, but that's what made us as a strong nation. When you had strong households, I want to um, play this audio because you got this Edomite that broke broke this down, man. Hold on. Let me um, pull this up. In the Bible. Numerous. Moses himself, who wrote the Adam and Eve story, who wrote the one flesh verse of Genesis 2.24, who wrote thou shalt not commit adultery of Exodus 20 verse 14, the seventh commandment, and wrote the polygamy regulating verses. Moses himself had two wives. Abraham had Let me let me play that again. Now this audio is coming from a uh, Facebook. It's a Facebook post, and it says the Bible does not condemn poly polygamy, but it's actually polygyny. That's P-O-L-Y-G-Y-N-Y, polygyny. But it says many of the men in the Bible have multiple wives. And he gonna, he's going to go into how King David was given those wives by the Most High. And he, re and he rebuked uh, King David saying, look, I gave you, I gave you those wives because he said, I, I gave you basically all of Israel. But his sin was committing adultery. He went after another man's wife. He killed Uriah the Hittite, you know, by default. He sent them out in the fiercest part of the battle. The 12 so like tribes of Israel fier fiercest uh, part of the battle. And, 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 you know, just by default, you know, he ended up dying in battle. And that was his way of taking, you know, Uriah the Hittite's wife, which is Bathsheba. So here we go. There's polygamists in the Bible. Numerous. Moses himself, who wrote the Adam and Eve story, who wrote the one flesh verse of Genesis 2.24, who wrote, Thou shalt not commit adultery, in Exodus 20, verse 14, the seventh commandment, and wrote the polygamy regulating verses. Moses himself had two wives. Abraham had... So, so Moses had two wives, you know, and it's, I've heard that he, that he actually had three, but, you know, he's bringing out that Moses had two wives. Now, as he brought out, Moses was the one that brought the law. So he, he, he brought in the law of thou shalt not commit adultery. He also brought in the laws of how to uh, maintain or how to uh, uh, the rules or regulations when it comes to polygyny. When you go into uh, it was that um, I think is Exodus that goes into how if a man takes on another wife, uh, that the food and raiment of the first wife shall not diminish. You know, so if a man had a, a second wife or a third wife. The first wife, she she can't be denied of uh, resources as well as your husband duties, which is having sex. That that can't diminish. So he went into uh, Abraham, the father of the faith. He had three wives. And then he's going into Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. He had four. 
So the 12 tribes is, is derived off of polygynous um, arrangement, you know, marital arrangement. We're born of Israel's four wives. David had numerous wives. He had eight known named wives. In fact, when David was being reproved for taking another man's wife, God sent a prophet to him, according to 2 Samuel 12, 8, and get this, this is what God said in 2 Samuel 12, 8 to David. I gave you all your wives. And if you had wanted more, I'd have given you more. That in 2 Samuel 12, 8, it's right there. God himself taking responsibility for giving David his wives. Jesus Christ described himself in Matthew 25 in a parable, describing himself as a polygamous bridegroom coming to marry five. Which is going, you know, he's going into Yahweh Shai's parable of the kingdom of heaven. So Yahweh Shai likened the kingdom of heaven to uh, a polygynous uh, marriage. You had the five uh, wise virgins that, that took oil for their lamps. And then you had the five foolish that didn't have enough oil for their lamps. So that particular parable is about a, a polygynous uh, marriage, more than one wife. So you have a lot of people out there and I've, uh, you know, talk to these people online that will uh, have a problem with the uh, the law and then they'll try to say oh Christ done away with the law when Yahweh Shai he never done away with the law he he came to fulfill the law but he also told us that till till heaven and earth pass no jot and tittle shall pass from the law so the, the Messiah, he didn't do away with the law. So, so when it when it comes to the old the old laws or the Mosaic laws, those laws are not a void. So the polygynous uh, marriage or or lifestyle it, it, is it it was never uh, disregarded. But when we came over here to the Americas, uh, they taught uh, God's people. A monogamous lifestyle which is a greco-roman custom uh, jesus christ described himself in matthew 25 in a parable describing himself as a polygamous bridegroom coming to marry five virgins and God see yahweh shai is the bridegroom in that parable and and the um the the five wise virgins is is uh likened to the elect because the scriptures go into uh, the elect being virgins. So that, that's not talking sexual. It's basically talking about the, the elect being pure, you know, being being uh, washed clean. Because Israel was likened to a harlot. Israel played the harlot and the heavenly father gave Israel a bill of divorce. So the Israelites will be uh, uh, remarried. So that's what that parable was talking about. But it also uh, lines up with the law of, of polygyny. Himself in through the prophet Jeremiah chapter 3 and the prophet Ezekiel chapter 23 also describes himself in polygamous terms. Clearly so he's, he's talking about the Heavenly Father like in Israel and Judah, which is his, his wives. So he's going into how Israel and, and uh, Judah, the two kingdoms that were split, is likened to a polygynous uh, relationship with the Heavenly Father being the husband and Israel and Judah uh, being the wives. 
you know, spiritually. Bible never created the anti-polygamy doctrine. So, yeah. So the, you were numerous polygamists. The Bible never condemned the polygynous lifestyle. It's just in this society, you, you'll be called a, what, a bigamist. So let's see. And there's actually laws in place to uh, punish someone that has uh, more than one wife legally. That's why brothers always and even sisters out there know that getting a paper uh, by this devil is not conducive to a family because you can see what's happening. You got men that's uh, marrying women and then a woman to fall out of love. And she'll divorce the man, you know, and, and take everything that he got. He'll he'll be he'll be forced to uh, go back home to his parents, you know, or live in a little cracker box apartment while the while the, the ex-wife is in 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 his house laying up with another man. So this is how wicked this society is. So the definition this is the cambridge uh dictionary definition and i'm i'm not sure if uh anybody will you know will get these notifications i'm, I'm gonna have to figure this out but i'm already shadow banned i've, I've uh, already you know accepted uh years ago what these people were doing to try to uh diminish you know the uh, content from um from spreading but the scriptures again tell us that the words of yahweh will not uh, return void you know so it don't it don't matter uh what platform because you know there's other other platforms but youtube is a is a is a good way to to reach people because you have such a, a broad audience out there so i'm gonna do my best you know as the lord allow me uh, to do more broadcasts, to bring more content, and to do exactly what the Lord told us to do, to be fishers of men. And you have to use different methods, different types of bait to be able to uh, catch those fish. So going back to the uh, definition of a bigamist, which is an evil word that this society pushes, you see how anti-God uh, and anti-Messiah this society is, that they come up with a law that condemns uh, a biblical uh, concept of marriage. So bigamist, it says someone who marries a person who already legally married to someone else. And that usually applies to the man. You know, a man could have a, a wife and then if he wants to marry another woman biblically, you know, then he's considered a bigamist. And all, all we're doing is teaching the words of Yahweh Bashim Yahweh Shai. You know, and we're not ashamed of it. Laws of bigamy in the U.S. Because you have other countries. So if you are a married man and you decide to take on another wife 
she's not um a spouse to another man she she's not married you know you you uh pick a, a woman who is not attached but by law if you have a, a marriage license and you want to get another marriage license they could lock you up and so let's read the uh the penalty so let's actually uh, read a little bit of it. This is in uh, Wikipedia. So it says bigamy in cultures where monogamy is mandated. And that's here in America. Monogamy is mandated. You know, this society uh, tells you, OK, you're to be with one uh, woman, you know, and that's it. You know, uh, you work, work yourself like a dog until uh you're you're uh, halfway sick or in the in the grave and uh if she leaves she could take everything you know leave you with nothing and uh, you could be in a uh, in a, a fruitless relationship that's okay with this society it says in cultures where monogamy is mandated bigamy is an act of entering into a marriage with one person while still legally married to another a legal or a de facto separation of the couple does not alter their marital status as a married person. So you could be uh, married and then if you get a so-called illegal separation and you marry someone else, you could still be responsible, you know, so far as uh, th that you're still married. That's why it's never, you brothers out there, never marry, um, uh, marry or you know like uh whether you know you're just doing it you know in the eyes of the most high never <clears throat> marry a woman who is uh legally separated because she's still married she's still married she's still attached to that man even though they might not be living together and even by law you can have a legal or de facto separation but that does not alter their marital status as married person. So Esau don't even honor a so-called separated person. You have women out here that are so-called move on and they'll still be uh, married. They're separated, but they're still married. But to them, it, it don't matter. It says in the case of a person in the process of divorcing their spouses, or spouse, that person is taken to be legally married until such time as the divorce becomes final or absolute under the law of the revelant jurisdiction. So where it talks about legal divorce, that's all about uh, the money. Because then the lawyers come in, they're going to get their cut. They're going to divide everything up. And usually the man is the one who, who gets the short end of the stick. That's why a lot of men are becoming more and more, um, you know, savvy, you know, when it comes to laws and they just not choosing to uh, marry, you know, they actually going overseas. You have a thing called the passport brothers, which a lot of y'all out there know about. You got men that's from the United States and they're going to countries like the Dominican Republic. They're going to Colombia. They're going to uh, Brazil thailand and all of these countries and they're linking up or marrying or even just having you know fun or or a relationship whether it be a concubine type of situation or or even a marriage they're marrying these women because they're more submissive you know 
and a lot of uh, American women, they'll say, oh, you just want to marry a, a woman from a third world country uh, that's, um, you know, uh, that can't speak English, all these type of things. But really, you know, a man uh, has his uh, rights, you know what I'm saying? If he want to do that, the Lord said that the, this earth is made for our sakes. You know, if you're a man and you're able to travel and you're able to do that, hey, you know, that's that's your prerogative. Don't let nobody, uh, you know, try to say that you can't, you know, if you want to travel, you know, as long as you put in the Lord first. But if you're you're a man and you want to travel and you say you want to, you know, uh, marry another woman with those kind of family values, then, hey, more power to you, you know, not to say that there's no no uh, women or whatever like that that have those values because there is women in in babylon that do have values you know it's just that the majority of them they're wicked and they uh don't honor or respect the way that the heavenly father set up the uh the relationships see this society is so against the heavenly father against his law statutes and commandments that's why the Lord said there's many antichrists. You have many anti-Hamashiachs because they hate they hate the word. And Yahweh Shai is the word. He's both in the old and the New Testament. So they hate the Lord. And so they're gonna they're gonna hate you. So let's go into the uh, penalty. Let's see. And they got it has all the countries <clears throat> of um of uh you know uh you know so far as like the penalty of uh being labeled a bigamist so it says the history of anti-bigamy laws even before christianity uh became the official religion of the roman empire remember i said that the um that polygamy is a, uh, a Greco-Roman custom. So let me, it's the, it says even before Christianity became the official religion of the Roman Empire, Diocletian and Maximian Mian passed strict anti-polygyny laws in 285 AD. So during the time of the Roman Empire, before Christianity was even, um, you know, uh, um, this, you know, this religion that, that spread throughout the Roman Empire, the Christians, which was, a, it was, a, you know, basically it was a, a derogatory term to, to label uh, Jews who were believers in Yahweh Shai. They they were labeled Christians, so it was a way to 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 put these uh, believers in in a um, you know in a box, you know, label these people. So when persecution came, they knew they knew who they could target, and that goes into the uh, that great fire in Rome with uh, Nero, that purposely burned parts of Rome down, which it was a false flag. They, they blame the Christians, they blame the Jews, 
and that started the Christian persecution that went into the the lions and the tigers and the bears that was in the arenas they was eating Christians they had Christians Jews that were fighting each other to the death that's where you get the gladiators so before Christianity was the official religion of the Roman Empire Diocletian uh, and Maximian Maximian uh, passed strict anti-polygyny laws in 285 AD that mandated monogamy as the only form of a of legal marital relationship. So they mandated um, uh, people from you know the men from taking on multiple wives. And who you think they targeted with those laws? The Jews, the Hebrews who were living amongst the heathens, but they had a polygynous, you know, uh, marriage custom, which goes back to the laws. It goes back to the law, statutes, and commandments. It says, as had traditionally been in the case in classical Greece and Rome, polygyny is a, is a Hebraic uh, marital relationship you know, custom, and then you have monogamy, which is a Greco-Roman custom. It says in, in 393, the Roman emperor Theodosius in Salakia, if I'm not saying these, you know, these names right, the, uh, Theodosius uh, the first issued an imperial edict to extend a ban on polygamy to Jewish communities. See, they targeted the uh, Hebrews. You know, when they use the word Jewish, that's not talking about the people that's in the land. This is this is specifically talking about the Hebrew Israelites that was uh, living amongst the heathens. So that that law was meant to target God's chosen people. I'm gonna go back to this, but I wanted to. Uh, read out of the words of Yahweh Bashim Yahweh Shai. Uh, the one scripture to come to mind is uh the grievous laws and the heathen uh change the times and laws so this is in the book of Isaiah chapter 10 verse 11 it says woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees see that was an unrighteous decrees or un unrighteous decree by the uh roman government to to uh strip away a man's uh god-given right to have uh, a, a multiple uh relationship you know in righteousness you know it's not saying that uh that one man could uh, lay with uh, two women no these uh, relationships and, and uh, marriage arrangements was righteous. You know, each uh, wife had uh, a specific time to be alone intimately with her husband. You know, but the Greco-Roman uh, concept of monogamy is against what the Heavenly Father created. It says, and that right grievousness which they have prescribed, and that's what the uh, the Roman government did. They wrote a, grie a grievousness, 
which uh, they have prescribed. And, you know, by tampering with that, it's actually stopping the, the, the uh, growth rate in a, in a, um, in a population. So now you got this, you know, monogamous relationship. A woman, she can only have so many children. And if, she, you know, if she has any kind of complications, she's not going to be able to have any more children, even even if the man wants more children, you know, to, to have a, a larger uh, family, you know. But in this society, uh, they just like in uh, China, you know, they had this thing where, you know, uh, each household can only have so many children which, you know, that's a way to tailor or call the herd. So now this society, they're going all out. They're using uh, the LBGTQ. They're using, you know, the uh, modern women. You know, they call it the chic economy, where you got these all these women by the year 20, was that uh, 2030, if I'm not mistaken, 45% are, are going to be single and childless. That's all by design. That's, that's a way to, to uh, decrease the population. Because the same mindset the Egyptians had of wanting to do away with Israel's population because they was afraid that these people will, come, will become mightier than the, uh, than the Egyptians. It's the same thing. There's nothing new under the sun. The same thing that happened in uh, Egypt is happening again in spiritual Egypt. That's why they're pushing these agendas. That's why they don't want you to um, to have your own uh, communities. These people, they they don't want us separating. They want us to, to live among them and to be uh, uh, tormented. To, to be vexed, to 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 live uh, in a in a neighborhood that that you know that these people don't like you, and they'll do very sneaky, passive aggressive, narcissistic things uh, to just piss you off. Because these people, they got evil spirits on them. So let's get the scripture in the book of Daniel going into the heathens have changed the times and laws and that's what the heathens did all the way in the, in the roman times where the israelites you know were by mandate by law that they couldn't have uh, a polygynous uh lifestyle and some of these sisters out there they they're getting it they know that this is actually uh a, a beneficial uh, arrangement for 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 the women because they're they're not uh, raising the children in their own they're not in a household that don't have a man you know the woman is uh being taken care of you know she she's being a, a a provider you know a homemaker there's nothing wrong with with that you know a lot of sisters you know or, you know, or just women in general, if they had a, a, a man that that had that kind of money, they would they would choose to stay home. They they would they wouldn't have a problem with it. Because who wants to be punching a clock and dealing with a bunch of BS? You know. And that's another thing where um, the men 
uh, in this society, you know, the Israelite man is starting to wake up and realize that, look, you know, keeping the, keeping the money or keeping, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, a, uh, a viable economy within, you know, a, a nation is very important. Just like what we had in uh, Black Wall Street, we had towns. And what did they do? They sabotaged them. They, they burnt them all down. That, that was uh, economics, you know? What's that book, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman? That was, that was some, econ, uh, you know, uh, economic, um, you know, an economic attack against Israel, who is, you know, uh, you know, keeping that money within, within uh, the community, you know, within Black Wall Street. So they, they, they wanted to get rid of that. And they use lies, slander to do it. <clears throat> so, so this is in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 25. And the reason he shall speak great words against the Most High. That's talking about Esau. He speak uh, great words against the Most High or anybody with that spirit of, of, of being uh, boastful or braggadocious that put themselves over uh, what is right, you know. They might not say it, you know, flat out, you know, but by their actions. They you know, they speak in great words against the Most High. When they're coming after God's people, you know, when they, they're exalting themselves, they're speaking great words against the Most High. It says, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. So when you go into the word wear out, it actually means to harass. So that you know in Rome, they was harassing those Israelites. You know, they might have had, just think about it. They might have had multiple wives. And then all of a sudden, it's a law saying that your uh, wives in, in the sight of the Most High now is illegal. You see, you can see how in that time period you know you know the men they were they were more than likely in the families they're being harassed you know and in in this society they they harassed the, the the elect they harassed the remnant you know they actually have spies agent provocateurs you know they're also known as gang stalkers people that are paid to harass whether it be on the road or whether it be out in public or whether it be in the, you know, in the neighborhoods, these people are wearing out the saints through their harassment tactics because they're getting paid by Esau. It says, and think to change times and laws. And that's what the heathens did. They changed the times by altering the uh, calendar, adding their, you know, Greco-Roman years to it, you know, in months, na naming the months after their gods, you know, January, the god of, uh, <clears throat> the god, uh, false god Janus, the god of like new beginnings, that's in January, that's why you have uh, uh, New Year's. Now here it is, this is supposed to be the new year in the dead of winter, when the new year, it starts in spring. During the time of, you know, like around the time of the Passover. That's that's the, the beginning of the year. But 
Esau changed the times and he changed the laws. He changed the laws of the Most High by inserting uh, uh, laws that go against the Heavenly Father, by saying that uh, polygyny is illegal. You know, they call it bigamy in, in the United States. It says, and they shall, and it shall be given into his hand into a time and times and dividing of time. So you have a specific uh, dispensation, dispensation of time where the heathens would change the times and the laws. So we're in that time period where the heathens have switched everything up, you know, and that's why you have these grievous laws. And that's why uh, to get a so-called uh, marriage certificate from the state, you're, you're basically committing economic suicide because you're, you're a man and this society is going to always put the woman over the man. That's uh, what's that? Uh, a new thing. What's that? A new thing where a woman shall compass a man. That's what the Heavenly Father said. That 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 would happen. Now, this is from uh, the uh, the prophet Jeremiah, and the scriptures tell us that the things that were written before time, so before our time, the Bible was written. So the things that was written in the Bible before time was written for our learning. So the the words in the Bible is meant for us to know and to learn and to apply it in our lives. Because it's one thing knowing this word, going out preaching it, you know, and and talking to other brothers and sisters about the truth, but it's another thing of how we can apply what we know into our own lives. To see, that's the biggest uh, work. You know, that's why the Lord would always want a man to examine himself, whether he be in the faith. That's just not talking about you knowing that you're Israelite and you just stop doing the work or whatever like that. That's whether you be in the faith, because faith without works is dead. And that 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 extends more than just preaching. That's that's off the camera. What are you doing off the camera? You know what I'm saying? To, to, to manifest those works. And that, that's a process, you know, because a lot of stuff that we learn, you know, uh, you know, was just, hey, just go out, yell at people, you know, cuss people out, and uh, and you, you go home and that's it. No, this thing is 24-7. This thing is 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 uh, even when we're not uh, doing the work, we should be meditating on the precepts. We should be thinking, you know, like self improvement. What can I do to uh, to be a better brother? What, what could I do to to serve Yahweh by Shem Yahweh's people? Because how can you say you love the Lord and you hate your brother? So this is in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 22. 
it says, how long would thou go about, O backsliding daughter? So this is talking about the, the Israelite woman. But, you know, it, it can also apply to, to, to the nation of Israel, backsliding. Israel and Judah backsliding, you know. It says, for the Lord have created a new thing in the earth. So Heavenly Father have created a new thing in the earth. It says a woman shall compass a man. So a, a woman compassing a man is exactly what's happening. When you go into the statistics of um, of how much women are making, you know, the economy, the, um, you know, the, the, the degrees, you know what I'm saying, the different type of uh, trophies that these women get for, you know, excellence. That's a woman compassing a man because you got a large number of women that's in the workforce, you know, and they're, they're making good money, but they're lonely, you know what I'm saying? Or they're, they're out living a promiscuous lifestyle. You know, they got all these animals, you know, you know, all the different, um, pets that they have and stuff like that all these people are making merchandise off of them the clothing line i did a broadcast that go into like the the apparel you know which is those stretchy pants you know that the women like to wear when they go to the gym and then the footwear you know the shoes the sneakers because a lot of women are going to the gym on their social media uh platforms all they're doing is taking pictures uh, in a gym and being a damn thirst trap you know, to get attention. It's not to, you know, they're, they're uh, taking these uh, photos, you know what I'm saying, these enticing photos, but it's used to what? To draw attention to themselves, you know? And there's, there's been videos of, you know, men busting these women, you know, for, for their, you know, for their antics, you know, where they'll, they'll set up thirst traps, you know, to get attention. And then a, a man may or may not be paying attention. And just even if he just glanced over there, she she's already saying, oh, you ogling. And a lot of times that stuff backfire on them because they're like, you, you, woman, you knew what you was doing. And it, it ended up, you know, making her look uh, stupid for, for uh, basically staging an altercation, you know? But a woman shall compass a man. And in the end, you know, you women out there, it's going to backfire. Because when this society collapses, all the bridges that you burn, all the men that you dissed, all the, you know, especially the righteous men that you curb, the righteous man that you, um, that you left for, for a, a Pookie or Ray Ray, when that elect man is risen, you know, the Lord raised that, that brother up, give him spiritual power, you know, where he has praise and fame and a land that he was put to shame. And then you're going to be uh, wishing that you stuck with him. But you, you, you didn't, you know, you didn't see the potential. You were just worried about, you know, his status. You know, he didn't have enough clout. You know, he didn't have enough money. And then you, you, you let a man go that's likened to precious gold rare and you you're just gonna be out there you're gonna be stuck and you won't have nobody to help you 
So let's go back. Oh, so like it. My nose, my skin is kind of crawling, and that happens. I, I, I um, I kind of went into all of that too. These, uh, you know, frequencies is is used to uh to burn the skin. So let's see. I'll be ending the broadcast real soon. Hope that this uh this um broadcast is edifying. Uh, to you brothers and you sisters out there you know the the few righteous sisters that get this so let's go back to i was reading uh in the wikipedia about bigamy and i can't share my screen sometimes the screen will cooperate and sometimes it, it 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 won't so it says um let's see where i was at Okay, it says in 393, the Roman Emperor Theodosius I issued an imperial edict to extend the ban uh, on polygamy, which is polygyny, to Jewish communities. So they extended the ban, and it was specifically meant to target the uh, Hebrews, the Jews. It says in 1000, Rabbi Gershom ben Judah ruled polygamy indemnable within ashkenazi jewish communities living in a jewish environment so yet uh which you know i won't go into that you know the uh the issues you know they've been around for a while and um i would like to do some more research on because i i read the 13th tribe but i need to if it be the lord's will we'll really get into that and get these timelines brought out but right here it says most western countries do not recognize poly uh, uh poly polygamous relationships or um let's see yeah, po- polygamous relationships and consider bigamy a crime. They consider, you know, if a man has more than one wife, you know, and uh, like legally, if you're married legally. Now, this is, I want to point that out, you know, if a brother, you know, all, you know, don't have like the paperwork, but, you know, you go through the process of of how marriage is according to the Bible, you know, you can have more than one wife because you have brothers out there uh, that's in Israel. They have three, four different wives, you know, you know, they're able to take care of them. So uh, this is talking about within marrying within Esau's legal system. So if a man does that, then he's breaking a law. And it says, uh, and which is a crime, it says several countries have pro also prohibit people from living a polygamous lifestyle this is the case with the united states where the criminalization of a polygamous polygamy polygamous um polygamous like lifestyle originated as anti-mormon laws because you had the mormons that that took on uh, multiple wives even the issues were doing, I mean, you know, like the issues, but even the, 
the uh, Edomites were doing that, you know, within the, the Mormon religion because they were reading the Bible, you know. It says, although they were rarely enforced, the, fa the de facto polygamy is illegal under U.S. federal law, the Edmonds Act. So it's, a, it's under the federal law, you know. It says a diplomatic law <clears throat> counselor spouses from polygamous uh, countries are sometimes exempt from the general prohibit, uh, pro prohibition, prohibition on polygamy in host countries. It says in some such countries, only one spouse of a polygamous diplomat may be accredited. So let's go into the years because you have uh, different years and the different countries. So uh, in Australia, if a man has more than one wife, you can get up to five years in prison. It's illegal in Belgium. And notice, you know, these are uh, Edomite countries. Belgium, illegal, up to 10 years uh, imprisonment. You see how anti-Hamashiach, you know, anti the most high these laws are, that you could be locked up for practicing a custom that's written of in the Bible. The same book that these people swear on. It says Brazil, um, two to six years in prison. In prison. Canada, uh, illegal, up to five years imprisonment. Um, China, uh, illegal, up to two years imprisonment. And up to three years for bigamy with soldiers, but tolerated in some minorities, such as Tibetans and some rural areas in the Southwest. So they allow it in certain other minority groups within uh, China, which is talking about the Tibet, Tibet, you know, the uh, people or Tibetans or people from Tibet. It says Colombia illegal with exceptions such as religion. So Colombia is legal under religion. Although bigamy no longer exists as a long figure in the Colombian judicial code, marrying someone new without dissolving an earlier marriage may be yield of other felonies such as civil, statutory, forgery, or suppression of information. Uh, Egypt, legal for men, it first, uh, it first wife consents. So in Egypt, it's, it's legal if the first wife consents. Which, you know, biblically, the wife um, really don't have no say-so. You know, I mean, she has some say-so, but if that man want to take on another wife, uh, that's that's his prerogative. He's, he's going to vet her. You know, a woman can't do that. You know what I'm saying? A, a woman is not, uh, you know, look at the women now. They're, they're choosing men and they're choosing deadbeats. They're choosing low lives. They're choosing molesters. They're choosing all these kind of weirdos, uh, and they don't make good rational decisions. You know, Germany uh, illegal, three years imprisonment. Hong Kong illegal, up to seven years in prison. Uh, let's see. Italy, up to five years. Uh, Libya, legal with men with conditions. Okay, in Israel it says illegal for members of each uh, 
confessional community up to five years imprisonment. So even in our homeland, Israel, they have made it illegal. Something that was legal, you know, when we when we were in our homeland. But of course, the heathens are in our homeland. So in the United States, let's just get to. Actually, let's go to the UK first. United Kingdom illegal, although marriages performed abroad may be recognized for legal for some legal purposes, polygamy in the United Kingdom. So like if a person married abroad, you know, like outside of the country, then it would be considered legal. So the United States, illegal in every state. So no matter what state you go to in the United States of America, it is illegal. Oh, let's see. It says um, up to five years imprisonment. So you could be locked up for um, for five years here in the United States if you you know take on another wife, you know going through Esau's court system, and you know these the everything is set up where you know they're monitoring everything, so they're gonna know automatically if a you know if a man is you know married to another woman, and they're gonna they're gonna throw the book at them especially if it's you know religion involved so yeah the scriptures tell us that the heathen have changed the times and the laws you know uh let's see so you can see that these laws are really anti-family they're they're doing uh, all, all, and everything they can to indoctrinate the family. You know, uh, starting with the uh, the young, where they teaching all this stuff in schools that they're not should be. You know, they shouldn't be teaching. They push the uh, the alternative lifestyle. They got the the rainbow flags and stuff like that. All of these things that's against the heavenly Father's law, statutes, and commandments. It's an abomination. But they push that because they want to destroy the family. They don't want strong households. They don't. They've done everything they could to destabilize our, destabilize our families. E even just socially, they do things to keep up just chaos. You know, keep people from you know, basically organizing or coming together. And being on one accord, like with, you know, I'll give you an example with Facebook. It, it'd be a lot of drama that go, on, that go on, you know, throughout Facebook. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good information that you can get. A lot of families are reunited, you know, especially if, a, you know, long lost siblings and stuff like that. But a lot of murmuring and backbiting go on, you know, uh, with the uh, Facebook, you know. That's why, you know, it's, it's always good to, you know, if you're on Facebook, you know, keep your posts at a minimum. You know, you might want to, you know, you might want to, you know, say something, you know, that's on your mind. You have that constitutional right. But for the most part, don't go back and forth tit for tat with people. That That's stirring up strife and, and creates all, you know, we can use those platforms to, to build and to, and to uh, you know, work towards, you know, uh, you know, living a set apart life.
and and doing business with each other you know they're doing everything they can to try to keep brothers and sisters isolated where they don't have that support system just like a sheep that's you know that's scattered from the flock they're they're vulnerable because the wolves will get to them so let me just um read the scripture if a man because i i spoke about the uh, the law of of polygyny so i want to read that if a man takes on another wife So this is in the book of Exodus 21, verse 10. And we'll, we'll read it in the, um, we'll first start out in the, in the NLT. Now we always read out of the, the KJV. That's first start out with the KJV. And then we'll read some of the other versions. I just wanted to, you know, give you, um you know some different versions so you can kind of get you know the gist of uh what the scripture is saying so this is in the book of exodus chapter 21 verse 10 and it reads if a man take him another wife her food her raiment and her duty of marriage shall not diminish so if a man takes on another another wife which is a uh you know more than one Okay, her food, so her, you know, the groceries, you know, the, the substance, you know, her, um, you know, eating, you know, food, that can't diminish. It says clothing, so her clothing, you know, what she wear, that has to be kept the same. Hold on for a second. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to let the cat upstairs. It was meowing. I had the door closed. So uh, let's go back to the word of Yahweh by Shem Yahweh Shai. So as the scriptures tell us in um, in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, ver 21, verse 10, it says, if a man take another wife, her food and her raiment, her clothing, you know, her food and her, her clothing, which is raiment, and her duty of marriage so the duty of marriage is a, a man pleasing his wife you know her you know uh having sex with her husband so that can't diminish it says shall he not diminish so 
the man he can't he can't uh lack in any of those areas he got to be providing her food he got to be providing her clothing and he has to lay down with her he has to have sex with her if he's taking on another wife he can't he can't neglect the first one so let's read the nlt it says if a man who is married a slave wife takes another wife for himself so you had that you know like um you know like with um uh jacob you know jacob uh had wives but he also had like uh what they call handmaids that would be considered a slave wife you know and i think that's uh what's that um that happened with um uh salaki who is it um with abraham abraham had um sarah and then he had uh um what's the name hagar hagar was this the slave uh slave wife you know and then you have concubines too which is like a lesser wife you know that, that you know the woman is still uh you know joined to to her husband you know although she's not you know like she's she's like a, a little under the uh the wife you know but nonetheless she's you know she still has a certain rights you know it's not like in this society where you have men that have a wife and then they'll have side pieces and they're not taking care of them and, you know this woman is just you know she she's just uh you know there, there's no uh connection she's you know she, he might be you know sleeping with her but then she's doing other things you know what i'm saying she's sleeping with other men which is wicked you know the lord he he has all this you know figure it out and there's rules to this uh it says um he must not neglect the rights of his first wife to fo uh, to food to clothing and sexual intimacy so the first wife she she has to you know you know when it comes to food clothing and then sexual intimacy those um areas have to be fulfilled Oh, let's see. So that's read out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible. This is the one I usually show people when they want to gain say about uh, polygyny, you know. And right now, you know, a lot of women they're not going to get it because they're this is a Westernized mentality with 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 these women here. And they there they have that greco-roman mindset of monogamy but when you know as this society steadily gets more and more worse and and that woman compassion a man she shall no longer be in that role she'll she'll basically be in a situation where she's going to be looking for that man uh for for uh, help that's when the tables are going to turn and that's where it's not going to be a problem because those women are actually going to be looking for a elect man, a righteous man, and they're going to want to marry 
that man that they, they won't care how many wives he have. Matter of fact, they're gonna have everything they need. You know, they don't have their own, which was which is letting you know that this is a prophecy that will take place in this lifetime. You know, well, I mean, this lifetime, I'm talking about, you know, this uh, you know, Lord's will, this generation, you know, this this new generation, all of these these things that are manifesting, you know, spiritually, you know, these things will, will uh, eventually, um, you know, be fulfilled, you know. So it says, um, if he takes another additional wife, he must not reduce the clothing, the food, the clothing and marital rights of the first wife. And I really like reading that version because that's telling you that these things are not supposed to diminish of the first wife so specifically saying yeah he's going to have a second wife but the first wife her her uh her substance and her intimacy it can't diminish that's a law and some of you gainsayers out there you'll say oh that, that's the old testament you know you'll say christ did away with the law so that's that's read with the son of God uh, tells us his, you know, why he came to this earth. And if he did away with the law, some of you people out there, you'll say that, but then you'll tithe to your pastor when that's in a law. Tithing is a law. But you want to cherry pick the scriptures because your wicked pastor it's not going to tell you the truth. He's going to lie to you, teach you smooth things, you know, tickle your ears because there's a bunch of women in that church. And if he spoke about polygamy, they'll run his ass out the church. When a lot of times the pastor is already popping women. It's just that he's, you know, doing it on a low instead of teaching the laws. So this is in the book of uh, uh, Matthew chapter 5. Verse 17, and these are the words of the Messiah, the Son of God, Yahweh Shai, who the world uh, calls Jesus Christ ignorantly. It says, think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. So Masharia said he didn't come to destroy the law, the Old Testament, you know, the five books of Moses and the prophets, the prophets, the major and the minor prophets. He didn't come to destroy that. This is. I am not come to destroy. So the Lord, he said he didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill. So the Messiah said that he, he, he came to this earth to fulfill the law. Through the law of faith. Now, do we make void of the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. You know, so it's not about um, you being you know, held to the rigorous standard of the law because there's laws in the Old Testament that you would judge without mercy. Whereas Yahweh Shai, he, he have uh, the power to forgive sins. So the Lord, he didn't come to destroy, but to fulfill. It says, for verily I say unto you. So the Lord said, I say unto you till heaven and earth pass. And we know that heaven and earth haven't passed yet. It haven't waxed away, you know. 
is the Bible talks about heaven and earth uh, being dissolved, you know, waxing away. So that haven't happened yet. It says, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law. So that means not one dot, you know, you know, not one dot, no, no uh, comma, you know what I'm saying? No, no exclamation point, you know, none of that it, it shall not pass from the law. It says till all be fulfilled. So let's find out if someone teaches um, that the laws are done away with, which is a lot of you people out there. Let's see what will happen to you for teaching that. It says, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments. So you'll tell people that the laws are done away with while breaking the commandments. So he says, whosoever shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so. So not only are you breaking the commandments, but you're teaching other people to break the commandments. He said, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So you're going to be least in the kingdom of heaven because you're teaching men to break the laws and you're saying that the laws are done away with, which is going into you wicked Christian pastors out there that teach that. That will condemn the just. It says, but whosoever shall, uh, it says, uh, but whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So those righteous brothers that are keeping the commandments the best of their ability and teaching men to do uh, so, to keep the commandments, you're going to be great in the kingdom of heaven. So the Lord, he didn't do away with the laws. And we just read the laws of polygyny. You know, there's a, you know, there's a, a right and a wrong way to do it. So if there's men out there that are, you know, have multiple wives, those wives, they, they have to be taken care of, you know, they can't, they can't uh, lack in any of those departments. So it says, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So your righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees because the Pharisees, they were all about keeping the law, keep, you know, uh, looking the part, but they lacked faith, judgment, and mercy. So with those things, uh, you know, not uh, being uh, made in effect, you're not exceeding the righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes. The Lord, he always went back and forth with the scribes because of their hypocrisy you know they were all about uh the laws the laws the laws but they they lack those three major components faith judgment and mercy having faith in yahweh bashim yahweh you know having uh, uh faith judgment having righteous judgment you know knowing how to work the law without hypocrisy and mercy they were unmerciful when the Lord was healing people, they they didn't want them healing people. They wanted our people in 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 a in a low situation, depending on 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 them. But when the Messiah came in, he was healing people. 
you know, he was he was giving them hope. And the wicked Pharisees and the scribes, they wanted our people to to trust in Caesar. You know, instead of trusting in Yahweh Bashim Yahweh Shai. You know, so everything is 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 returning full circle, you know. Every every everything is is going back to those ancient ways of life. So I encourage you, uh, brothers out there, uh, you know, uh, works, you know, you know, outside the camera, you know, get, get into uh, a building. You know, what I'm saying we, we got a lot of work to do. You know, and I'm, I'm talking to myself, you know, it's things that I get, you know, I get uh, distracted because this devil, he's coming at me, you know, with all these different situations and stuff like that, trying to trying to distract me. You know what I'm saying? So the Lord uh, put in my spirit uh, just uh, recently, you know, it's like a reset. You know, it's, it's like keeping your eye single, you know, that 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 uh, storm, that persecution is really meant to uh, take your eye off the prize. You know, that's that's what this devil is doing. But the scripture says, let no man take your crown. So uh, again, I encourage you, uh, brothers and you sisters out there, you know, to uh, re return to the righteous paths, you know. And again, we got much work to do, you know. If it be the Lord's will, um, you know, uh, we're gonna uh, continue to uh, build, you know, uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually. You know, He said, "Gather yourselves together, O nation not desired." So that's what we got to do. We got to build. So. I hope that this uh, live stream was edifying to the elect. I want to give all praises, glory, and honor to Abba Nawa Yahweh, Bashem, Yahweh Shai, and Shalom. Kwam Yashallah.